0: Alright, hey everyone. Welcome to Hi. Off to Practice. Um, today I have my very first guest. Um, it's my cousin Aaron. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go from, um, if you remember last week I spoke about my mom and just like the trials and everything I went through. And then this week with Aaron, um, we're going to kind of just cover like our childhood and when my mom got sick and growing up and kind of like where we are at now. Um I do want to say that this was kind of difficult to get him on, just because it took us a little bit to figure it out, but hopefully, moving forward, this will be just a little bit smoother. So, all right, Erin, go ahead and introduce yourself, even though I kind of did, and then just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Erin. Like Lexi said, I'm her cousin. Um, currently, I'm living in Southern Ohio, so sh- I graduated with my bachelor's degree in biology and I'm working for a public health organization. So that's a little bit of background about me.
0: All right. So, um, like I said, he's my cousin. He's my first cousin. Um, We grew up best friends and we kind of went through a lot together um, because when we were very young, um, his mom and him, him and his mom, Moved down south. Um, That was kind of really hard for me, especially Mm -hmm. since we spent so much time together when we were little. Uh, Our grandparents, well, grandma and grandpa took us around and we did quite a bit. Like we did the zoo and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um and I always beat up on him because
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes you (laughs) did
0: (laughs) it's just what big sisters do so
1: (laughs) absolutely there was a point in time where we ended up living in the same apartment complex I don't remember if you remember that or I don't know if you remember that or not
0: yeah yes definitely we did definitely that was that was fun especially when (laughs) oh my god I will never forget when the tornado came through. I was
1: going to bring that up when the tornado came through and my mom was in the um, closet crying and you and I were playing with our favorite toys.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was like in sheer panic. I felt like looking back, I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to say like, while we were growing up, We were very close, but it was also really hard, especially once um, Aaron moved, just because like, we didn't get to see each other as much.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Once we got into like more preteen teenage years, I don't uh, like, it's sad to even think about because like, I don't really even have a ton of memories from that age gap. Like, it's from when we were little, like maybe three, four until maybe like eight. And then our adulthood. so, yeah. like, one of those things where it's hard to wrap my mind around that, even though we had so much time away from each other and so much, so many trials in between that time apart, that we're still so close and so very um, brother-sister relationship-like. Like, we don't have that cousin relationship. Um, so, it's just nice, like, being 26 and you're twenty five, 25. Five.
1: Just turn 25.
0: <laughs> i'll get it one day you'll get it one. but day. like it's just it's still amazing to see like how close we are and how far we've come as individuals especially because yeah you i have i mean we have kind of been put through the ringer on both ends mm. individually preach um and we've come out so very strong i think oh i mean in my opinion, i think we have we've come out very strong though. with the um dealt we've been handed with the dealt with the what <laughs> what am I trying to say
1: <laughs> the hand the cards that we've been dealt with we have rised and conquered arose and conquered yeah. like um it was very difficult leaving you though like I can remember I think you and my aunt Nikki were the it was the hardest people to leave um I can remember like always asking about you and my aunt Nikki and so I think like growing up in a distance like I think that we were able to be reconnected, if you will, when we were in our adulthood, because we were able to start doing things on our own. And we wanted, it was a connection that we wanted to have versus a connection that we we felt like we couldn't have. Like when we were growing up, we didn't, we weren't able to have, I wasn't able to drive there, of course, and you weren't able right. to come down. And so I think like when we once we grew up and we got older and we became adults, we found that this is something that we want and we need to have, Um, and always having each other's back, literally through thick and thin. Girl, right. we have been through hell and back, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, and nobody's family's like... perfect,
1: but girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ours
0: needs a soap opera. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. A
1: telenovela of... <laughs> <laughs> of of our of the Ashton Melchor and whatever,
0: I know everyone in between. Yeah, insane. Like I literally just I don't remember who I was talking to, or maybe I was even like just jotting notes down, like for future podcast topics. Um, but I was literally like seriously, our family cannot get together without a major disagreement. True, like close to being a physical fight, close to... And that's happened before. Right, exactly. Close to hearing every swear word you can possibly hear in the book. Like, it's just amazing to me how many swear words are out there (laughs) and how young we were when we, like, realized what those were. Right. Because I'm going to just, like, say this. So, a couple... Oh, it was mom's birthday. And (laughs) the kids... Listen, the kids and I went over to grandma and grandpa's. And we were celebrating... And your dad and Uncle Brian, <laughs> they literally got in, like, this heated political discussion oh,
2: absolutely.
0: while, like, tipsy. Of, of course. course. And I'm like, and they're cussing up a storm, and Grandpa's like, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad that the kids had to listen to that. I'm like, you didn't feel bad when I was there, Right. Ain't.
1: Well, I mean, we also, we were, you know, we aren't that when it comes to fighting. We... Oh were constantly at each other's throats growing up do you remember <laughs> um one time we were playing kickball
2: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> the, the time that we were playing kickball and I was agging you on and to the point where you came over and you tackled me and <laughs> rolled you over
0: listen and... I am first of all I am so competitive Oh, I,
1: girl I me too why
2: do you it? think I let it happen <laughs>
0: I don't know where I got that from because I think our whole family is just really competitive. Like, look at the kids, and look at like your dad, oh, and mom. absolutely, like, my mom was super competitive,
2: absolutely.
0: But I'm just like <laughs> poor Aaron, you guys. I just have to fill in and say this. So Aaron got went like through the ringer when we were kids. I hit him upside the head with the hammer. Yes. I shoved him under a bar stool. You did. I pushed him out of a window. I don't think the window is that far from the ground. though.
1: You know, it's still the concept that you threw me out the window.
0: <laughs> I don't remember what we were doing or why cuz you know dang well I did not just like pick you up and throw you we out. We were the jumping window. on the bed
1: and when I jumped you pushed and you pushed me out the window.
0: <laughs> I almost feel like you had to be like sitting in that window sill. Like I have All right, been all right. So little. <laughs> Uh, but I just like I, looking back I feel so bad but then I'm like you know what I like I built this kid. you scoffed at me from Skin on
1: him. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I put that thick skin that he needed <laughs>
1: yes you did you you sure did that's for sure
0: oh i feel so bad i mean it's funny to look at but i'm like man i was a little witch
1: (laughs) was no i'm just kidding
0: (laughs) i mean i still am but that's all right (laughs) who i am i mean i can be nice i've definitely shaped up over the last couple of years you have
1: 100 so
0: i just just a work in progress i'm trying to get to where i want to be
1: it's a slow you know a slow but steady progress
0: Oh, yeah. Every time I feel like I get there, I, like, take 30 steps back. and so frustrating. It sucks. Uh, I feel that. All right, so while we're talking about our childhood, I want to know, like, what was your favorite childhood memory? Like, with, with me, you know, I'm the most important person ever, but with me, <laughs> like, I have so many that I don't even know which one to choose. Oh, my God. So go. I,
1: oh, That's a good one. A favorite childhood memory of you and I. I think the tornado one, that was a funny one. I, I did appreciate all of that. Yeah. Um, I can honestly say, and as bad as it sounds, the duration of the period when we lost Aunt Weezy, mm-hmm. like right after that, was when Weezy knew for a fact that we needed to be inseparable and so from that moment it was like we had like we connected and even though that wasn't like a childhood memory I think that was the most pivotal memory of whenever we came in and we uh, we kind of forced that connection together and it kind of worked but speaking of childhood memories I have one really good one oh, and no. um <laughs> And it's not good for you, but it definitely is for me. I I can remember one time when you and I were in um, Grandma Susie. This is when Grandma Leona was still alive. And you said something very heinous to me. (gasps) Oh, my God. And I remember going to Grandma Leona, and she, she just stood up after I told on you. And she says, mija, come here and she'd walk she was like meeting you halfway and you said yes grandma and I just remember her raising her hand and just smacking you upside yes
0: I do okay (laughs) so that I honestly think that was at grandma's and grandpa's house when they lived out in Catawba
1: it it was it it really was when they lived out there it was that's how far that's how long ago it was oh
0: my gosh that is so funny though oh my gosh I was so mean to you I'm so sorry um (laughs) So, all right, so I do want to move on and just go, um, I want to know, like, I guess we've never really had this conversation before, so I guess it's kind of nice that it is coming up now, because, like, you know, my, um, whole, um my whole thing like behind Off the Cactus is to just kind of be open and real and honest and vulner- vulnerable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just because that's just who I'm becoming. Like, I'm really not holding anything back. So I want to know, since we've never really had the chance to talk about it, um, how, how did you find out that mom was sick? And hold on before you start. Um, I just want to say this, cause I guess I should have prefaced this whole thing with Aaron and I were cousins, which I've said that we also have a brother sister like relationship, but at the same time we'll call like each other's parents, mom or dad Mm -hmm. um, and stuff kind of like that. So it can get a little confusing. So like mom is my mom, like his mom is his mom. Like, I mean, you guys kind of probably understand that, but it's just something that I was just thinking about. I was like, that's kind of confusing, but anyways, so Mm -hmm. How did you find out that
1: mom was sick? I remember I was over. um, So, again, preferencing. Lexi and I are about four hours apart from each other. And so when I got the call that my Aunt Wheezy was diagnosed with leukemia and that she would be going to get treatment, I can remember it very vividly, actually. I was helping my grandma, Faye, take out the trash. And as I was taking out the trash, my dad calls me and he goes, and hey, mijo I need you to I need you to sit down I need to talk to you I'm like yeah what's up no problem um I step outside in my grandma's little patio that she had and he goes are you are you okay are you in a good place to talk and I was like yeah absolutely um he said listen Weezy, uh Wheezy was diagnosed with cancer today I said oh is it treatable and he says well we'll see And I asked him what kind it was, and he told me that it was leukemia. And I just remember, like, my whole world, like, spinning because a lot of people don't realize, and a lot of our family still fail to realize that Wheezy was like a second mother. Like, there was a point in time when my mother and my father had me when they were very, very young. And there was a point in time where she asked to adopt me to literally like let me be Lexi's brother and so she helped my mother and my father raise me so Lexi and I literally grew up like brothers and sisters and so I was I was sitting there and it was just like the my whole world stopped I was like are you serious like is it serious like is it that bad and I remember him saying that you know there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the comings. And yeah. And then not even 15 minutes later, Weezy called me on my cell phone and she was like, Hey buddy, um, I'm certain you heard the news already. And I said, how are you doing? She goes, you know, we're always fighters. We always have to keep fighting and that's what I'm going to do. And whatever I have to do, I'm just going to make sure that you keep, you keep, you get to be in the loop. And that's when her and my, our relationship started to blossom where she would message me on Facebook. She'd call me with like daily or, or weekly updates. Like people don't realize that we called and texted each other all the time. So that's kind of where everything came from.
0: Yeah. I just never knew like how, cause like I felt like you being so not so far away, but at mm-hmm. that point in time of our lives, like four hours was a time.
1: oh absolutely
0: now it's not because we can drive ourselves and do whatever but um like I felt like you being so far away I was afraid that you were just gonna be left out and yeah like life was hard for. I
1: thought that too though but when things got when she started going to the hospital I if I can recall correctly and correct me if I'm wrong um the hospital that she was at they allowed her to blog and she would make yes. daily blogs and she would send them to me um, so i would be able to read everything that she she shared
0: it was called caring bridge which you cannot, yes you can still go to that page and you can still type like look her up and look read over her blogs i actually just did that at work um i think either the day of her birth like her actual birthday or the day before which honestly probably shouldn't have done because i barely survived her birthday without like right <laughs> so um but like back to what i was saying like you being so far away i was afraid that you were just going to be left out and that you weren't going to be a part of anything but at the same time like i wasn't even really a part of anything i didn't even know what the heck was going on half the time especially once it once it got
2: right and a part of me
1: and a part of me wonders is like do they think that they were trying to keep it away from us because we were children and that we wouldn't understand what was going on? You know what I mean? Like, we might have been young, but we weren't ignorant. We were in high
0: school. Right. I don't know. Like, I was speaking with my boss about it the other day. I was like, I'd really like to have grandma on here just because I'd like to hear why. I said, but I don't want to like I don't want to rip that band-aid off right now, especially with mom's, you know, her anniversary is next Thursday. Right. So it's one of those things where it's, like, I don't want to – I don't want to be, like, hey, why did you keep this stuff away from me? Because at the same time, like, when I told my boss that, he's, like, I wonder if she was just trying to protect you. And I was, like, I get – I don't get it now. Like, I don't get it then and I don't get it now. Because, Mm -hmm. like, that was my mom. Like, that was the lady who literally breathed, like – Life into me so that Mm -hmm. I could be here. Like, um, it's just one of those things. Like, she is the girl. Like, she's the girl who gave birth to me at the age of eighteen. Um, like, I I just don't know. I don't understand. I don't think I ever will until someone explains it to me. Because even then, I was super. Excuse my language, but I was super pissed off that they kept so much from me because it was literally like it was her birthday. Two weeks later, I went in, mom was hooked up, and I had no freaking clue. Like, Mm -hmm. not a single clue that she was hooked up to any type of tubes. Like, I was so excited to go see my mom. I was so excited. Do you want
1: to hear something that you probably don't know? Did you know how I found out that Weezy was passing? No. Have I told you this story? No. None of our family members told me. Grandma Grandma Susie called, and she's like, hey, is your mom around? They didn't even have the courage to tell me over the phone. I was at the eye doctor getting my eyes checked. I just got out of school. Oh and, my gosh. And um yeah, I yeah, I received that news when I was at an, an, an eye physician appointment. And I'm sitting there and I get this call and as Lexi would know, but probably not everybody else. <laughs> My grandma Susie always likes to do this. Um, you never call me. You never make time. And so when she called me, I was flabbergasted because she never calls me. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sitting in the eye doctor and she calls me. I'm like, hello. And there was no talk. And I was like, grandma, did you butt dial me? She goes, hey, um, is your mom around? And I said, yeah, um, one second and i hand the phone to my mom and i just hear it muffled and then my mom goes jesus christ and she screamed in the middle of the in the middle of her ap- appointment she screamed part of my language hell no this can't be happening not today and i remember like my mom running out of the doctor's office and i'm sitting there with her because a lot of uh, because my mother and your mom were super close they
0: were they really- were
1: really really close and and I remember going to the middle of the parking lot of the doctor's appointment and just holding my mom on the concrete and we're both crying but she hadn't yet slipped it to me but I just kind of like inside of me I already knew what was going on right? and um, when she finally mustered the courage she's like Wheezy doesn't have that long I'm like Mom, how long? She's like twenty-four hours, and we left from the doctor's appointment, packed my bags, and I drove. We drove all the way to Northern Ohio, where Hondo met us, and our our cousin Hondo. Oh,
0: it's like big Hondo or little. Hondo? Little Hondo, yeah. <laughs> and
1: he drove me to the actual. He drove me to the actual university, um, hospital, and then like I will never forget the moment when I walked in the door, of just like pure like it felt like the room was relaxed and then like all of a sudden you sprung up when you first saw me and you jumped into my arms and you held me and you were like i'm so sorry i'm like why she goes lexi says mom and i were planning a trip down there to see you for your spring break
0: oh my god we
1: never got to do that
0: that's so right i totally forgot about that
1: yeah you guys literally had it planned out that you guys were coming down to see me on my spring break. And my spring break was two weeks after she passed.
0: Yeah, because we were planning it. Because um, we were, I remember looking for a hotel yep. like in the area yeah, um, so that we could stay down there for a few days. I do remember that. Now you bring that up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like
1: Trauma I- literally makes you block things out.
0: Dude, it really does. It really, really does. Because I, like, as I said, I have spoke about it in my previous episode where how, like, everything is just so far removed now. Like, mm-hmm. nine years since she's passed. Like, I can't really remember a whole bunch. But there are days where just stuff just creeps in. And it is awful. Like, it is just one of those feelings that I just don't like. I don't like having that feeling when those memories kind of creep back in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because when I was recording my first episode about, like, how it was all about mom and whatever. And just as I'm talking, like, all of these memories are just, like, literally pouring out of my mouth. And I'm, like, when I was listening back, I was like, holy crap. Right. I totally forgot that that happened. It was almost like, I don't know. Like, I don't even remember really talking during my podcast last week. Mm-hmm. But, like, once I listened back, like, I just felt like... I will he say felt like a huge weight was lifted. Right,
1: from. and I will say that you hit everything, um, to a T. You literally like from start to finish of your first podcast. You lit, you listed, and you hit everything on the head. Like it was perfect.
0: Thank you. It was it was nerve wracking, but I'm like, you know what? I want to get this podcast out. I want to have at least a couple episodes, one or two. So this will probably be the last one, but one or two episodes of, like, my life and whatnot, just so people, like, listeners mm-hmm. and guests that come on in the future can kind of have a an idea of where I'm coming from or why I am the way that I am. Because I am a little pistol. I am very um, sassy, mm-hmm. and I speak it like it is. But that at is the end of the day, true. I will be there for you, and I will cheer you on to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. That's just... um kind of who I am and when I so totally like random when I gave my testimony back in November I think November or December I had a few of my high school teachers um that were there and uh those three teachers that I invited are just like the three that really kind of had the the good the bad and the ugly of Lexi and they really have stuck with me since then um and I kind of, the one teacher, she stood up and she's like, you know, Lexi's a cheerleader. She, you know, she's always going to be there for you. Like if you need her, whatever. And it's just one of those things that I like looking back and hearing about. Because even though I went through so like literally to hell and back a million and 10 times, like I'm still there for other people. Like I'm not just going to shut myself completely down. Right. So I don't know that. That podcast was hard. That one was hard to mm-hmm. record, super hard. Um, I'm sure I'm, I know you listen, you listen to it, right? Yeah. You listened all the way through. Oh yeah. Okay. So our cousin said, <laughs> <I love laughs> <her. laughs> so God bless her heart because I still like, will never forget, you know, like when we pulled, when we turned off the machines and she was, um, she was standing there and she was, you know, I was getting confused I was confused because I was just so um what's the word I don't even know a word to use but I was just so upset and confused as to what was going on even though like I knew we were shutting the machines off um because that's just that was our plan but like when those beeps started like mm-hmm. flowing down like I can almost hear it it's like sickening oh yeah um, and there are things that just set me off from that day. Like uh pen clicking, that that freaks me out. Like I cannot like all of my pens at work are the big pens with the caps. And my boss made fun of me and I was like I hate clicky pens so much. Right. <laughs> it literally releases a, an emotion I didn't realize was possible by clicking a pen.
2: Mhm.
0: So it's like one of those things. Like now that I say that, I should probably like forewarn future guests on the podcast to not have a clicking <laughs> pen on your podcast, right. I will probably lose it. Um, <laughs> so, um, now when, this is probably going to get heavy, so when people do listen, I apologize because it's going to most likely, like I said, it's probably going to get a little heavy. So, when mom died, how did you, like, deal with that, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you...
1: My initial reaction wasn't to take care of myself, but to keep you occupied. And that's why I think that a lot of my memories after that happened were memories where you and I were inseparable for two weeks straight. Literally, my mom let me take two weeks off of the school.
0: Right, I do remember that. And... Yeah, because... Oh, sorry. Not... I don't mean to interrupt you, but... Didn't we have a sleepover? Because Grandma and Grandpa were remodeling their. Rooms.
1: We had many sleepovers.
0: We had a sleepover in their bedroom, and then my old friend was there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, Ashley who, like really held me together. Yeah,
1: yeah. We had there are plenty of pictures and videos that I still have, <laughs>
0: but I don't even want to look or see. We were ridiculous, right. but anyways, keep going. But, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But
1: I think that was the. My initial reaction wasn't to worry about myself, but worry about you and also worry about my dad. Even though my dad and I aren't super tight, like, I remember him pulling me in when he was really sad after she passed, and he said that he failed her her because his his stem cells didn't really work. And so he laid his sister to rest with the idea that he couldn't save her and as anybody knows my father he tries to play superman in many situations Mm
2: -hmm. and when
1: one fails he gets really bummed and this one you know this was a big one and he felt like he failed her and when i remember him whispering that to to her when we had our final goodbyes he was like i'm sorry sis i couldn't do anything for you and like, so my initial reaction wasn't to take care of myself, but it was to take care of you all. But behind closed doors, it was hard for me to cope. Um, I didn't really get a lot of coping process. Like, I didn't get enough time to actually have things register until I came home. Because when I was up there, it was constantly worrying about you and my dad and driving back and forth to my Papaw Danny's house, to, um, from my mom to your house. Like, it was just, I was constantly on the move with everything Mm -hmm. that i didn't have time to process i didn't even have time to process when i was at her funeral like i just remember being there
0: oh i know i totally and i
1: like i just remember being there seeing her and just kind of like um paying my respects and everything and then i'm just trying to like steer clear of the situation because i mean it was it was really hard on all of us and i think the person who really helped me get through it was um my godfather david because he was the one who was like you need to come over here because like i can see it in your face get your literally he said sis get your shit together let's go and so he really helped me get through that but when i came home was when it finally hit me when i went to go send her a message and i couldn't because she wouldn't respond and i think that was when i was able to finally let go And I actually, I remember it because I was sitting there trying to type something up with a computer and I just lost it, like completely lost it. And my mom had to come over and be like, buddy, it's okay to show your emotions. You've been strong this entire time. Let it out. And I just, you know, coming from my perspective where I wish that I was able to be there more and I wish that I was able to come up and see her And come up to see everybody. But at 15 years old, you don't have that opportunity all the time. And so for me, when she passed, it was like I wasn't even there for her when she passed. I wasn't even there seeing her or going through this whole process with her. And then that's kind of the emotions that hit me where I was a very sucky nephew and that I really needed to do better next time because it was terrible. And then it hit me like, there's no next time. I don't get that opportunity. I don't get to fill the void of of her. And so I think that was kind of the way that I coped with it. And then it was a lot of rereading messages of her telling me that she loves me and that I make her so proud and I'm going to do great things in my life. And I think that was really my big motivation to do my research that I did um, in my undergrad. I did research with um, acute myeloid leukemia in my undergraduate
2: career.
0: Yeah. And I don't like, she was so proud of you too. She was so like, that is my nephew Mm -hmm. Aaron. Like that is my bub. Yep. (laughs) But I do want to go back to, like, how you said that your dad said he he failed mm-hmm. um, his sister. But I don't... He didn't, no. really. He added... I mean, granted, it was a year and a half-ish, not even that long. But he added more life to her than what I think she would have ever been able oh, to yeah. have. Because stem cell transplants are crucial. Oh. And if you can't find... A match as soon as as soon as needed. You're like you're on a list, yep. and God only knows what's going to happen during that time while you're Absolutely. waiting. Because stem cells are something that are not like okay, it's painful. Blood. It first of all, it is painful to get it out. Like to get mm-hmm. that out, like it's bad. But it's easier to get a blood transfusion than to get a stem cell transplant. Right. Because everyone gives blood every single mm-hmm. day. Like there are blood, like blood draw clinics all around the United States, 24-7 it feels like. But like plasma, we don't realize we have plasma, but we have it and people need it. And um, stem cells, like people need stem cells and we don't realize how crucial those mm-hmm. two are until you do the research. And I think as a 17 year old, that's something I shouldn't have even known what it was. I don't think any 17 year old should know. And actually, no kid should know what that is. Like, I'm just going to use this as a reference. I follow a little girl on Instagram, obviously, her mom runs it. Um, But it is just so I don't even know what word to use. It is just so awful to watch her journey it's a beautiful journey she's a beautiful strong little five year old girl but it is so dang hard to watch because it is just
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like the mom is so real and open and my goal my like super big goal right now is to get her on because I would love nothing more than to have her on this Mm -hmm. podcast because she is like a super mom let me tell you right (laughs) like I admire her strength and I just I feel like if I ever had to go through this with one of my kids, I don't know what would happen to me. I, it would be awful. I really don't know. I don't even know how I would process news like that if it was one of my children. Like,
1: oh, I couldn't either. And I don't have children. I have a puppy, and I don't even know what I would do if anything happened to my puppy.
0: (laughs) Right. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. I don't know. Hmm. It's hard. It's hard losing. I mean, it's hard losing a parent in a super tragic way. And it's, but it's also super hard to literally lay in bed with a parent as they're passing. Mm -hmm. Like we watched it in movies. We've seen it a thousand times in bad television shows, but nothing compares to actually being in real life. Like that was super difficult. Um, I don't know I just feel it breaks my heart that your dad thinks that way because he gave her more life than what we probably ever right. realize and probably what we'll ever realize in the future even though she's been gone for so long it's just one of those things I guess right but um, all right so I'm gonna go ahead and move on so we don't start crying so <laughs> I'm doing good so far <laughs> um, well actually I kind of did cry a little bit but... it's okay that's what this podcast is for um i know it's i really everyone thinks i'm crazy but i really just want this to be something where it's
1: pure and authentic i like that
0: right where people around me can tell me like their trials and things like how they got through them and what keeps them going now and so on and so forth i don't know it's just i've been thinking about doing it for so long i just had to roll with the punches and go with it. Cause I think if I thought about it anymore, I was just never going to do it. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. So to kind of wrap things up, where um, are you now? Like where are you now with your mm-hmm. life, with your, like your thoughts, your coping, your anything you really want to say, like right. just, from childhood to now, like where, where am are I
1: you now? I think right now I am in a very happy and healthy mental health. Um, I think and that's a lot of the things that I let me gather my thoughts. I think right now people associate like mental health problems with a slew of other things. I feel like mental health and physical health are very key aspects of somebody being happy and right now i'm I, i'm both i have you know my mental health is very stable i think coming from a child to coming you're uh, coming from a kid to, to being an adult we go through trials and errors on everything that we go through but right now i think that this is probably the happiest i've ever been um i think going through life with losing not only an aunt, but my grandmother, like, it kind of opens doors for you to try to be positive and try to be very open and honest and always wearing your heart on your sleeve. A lot of the Mm -hmm. trials that I faced were a little different than what yours, if you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. So my trials were completely different, but I think I had to do what, you know... Wheezy said that she was going to do rise and conquer and always keep fighting. And those are the words that are still like embedded and engraved in my brain and anything that goes on in my life. It's always just rise and conquer and keep on fighting. And so where I am in my life is I am in a very happy place, very mentally happy, physically happy, emotionally happy. Like I'm just in this all around like I'm supported by my family. I'm supported by my friends. I have a great education from a really good university. I work for an agency that is fighting a really, really good fight. Like, I couldn't ask for much more.
0: Good. I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, I know we talk like two to three times <laughs> yeah. a week.
1: if not more, because we <laughs> snapchat each other every
0: day. <laughs> if not more. <laughs> But like that's something like we don't ever really touch mm-hmm. base with. So it's that's really good to hear because I always want the best for you no matter Same, what sis. you're going through. Um just because like I know like what you're go like what your situation mm-hmm. is and yeah. that's it was totally just... up to you if you want to share Yeah, Um on.
1: I I don't mind to share at all. Um it's just
0: the whole wait before you before mm-hmm. hold up, before you go. Before you're you, you start sharing. <laughs> Um, it's just good to hear that because, like, even though like we're adults and whatnot, like I just I still worry about you, oh. especially when you don't like you are the worst <laughs> texter. No, okay, first of all, mean. I
1: want to preface with this: this <gasps> no, to me, this is important Whoa. because I have eighty six unread text messages right now because I don't read them because of work. I work, if I read my text messages, then I always end up working and I don't want to get paid or not get paid for things that I'm not on the clock for. So I'm sorry if one or 12 text messages go, go unnoticed.
0: My gosh, that drives <laughs> me nuts because I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe he's in a ditch somewhere. I will work um, on it. Hold on. Before... Okay, go ahead and just share mm-hmm. what you want to share. And then I want to go back kind of to that message that I sent you, I think it was yesterday where I was like, we need to bring mm-hmm. this up.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: If you know what I'm talking about. So go ahead. Your I'm thing. sorry for interrupting. Um, Go ahead and do this. And then yeah. we'll like backtrack a little bit and then we'll go ahead Absolutely. and do that.
1: So the trials that I was really talking about that um I said were a little different was the fact that I had to grow up completely disregarding all of my emotions and kind of living a double life and I think it really hit me when I was in high school that I was living this Hannah Montana life because it was like I'm happy but I'm not fully happy and it was nothing like anything that I could do and so when I say my it's finally nice that my family supports me it's because when you're a kid and you grow up And you're going through school, you're always taught that being gay is not okay. And so now my trials are completely different because I have full acceptance of my family. But back in the time when, you know, my dad found out and my mother found out, it was just one of those heart-wrenching things that I didn't think that I had in me that I could keep going but it was the words of my aunt that was like just keep fighting just keep fighting you can do this you will get through anything that life comes that life decides to throw at you and i did and you know like my struggles were completely different than yours and i'm no one's struggle is worse everybody struggles at their own rate and so like it always is sad seeing you struggle or seeing my mother struggle or anybody struggle, knowing that I can't do something about it, but also knowing that I'm still struggling with all of my shit too. And so like growing up in like a double life, it was very, very hard to to do that. I remember going through a series of depressions where I'm just like, I don't know if I can any longer. This is terrible. And then finally when I came out and everything seemingly okay I was like nah something's gonna happen something's gonna happen and it hasn't yet so and I think that's what really you know that that was what really truly sculpted me into being the person I am today where I'm open and I'm honest and I'm always wearing my heart on my sleeve is because that I have always not had pushback from my family with anything there are a a couple hiccups here and there but still like nobody's family's perfect and like I said in the beginning our family is far from that so
0: right I mean there's really no perfect family right now, let's be real um but I just like I <laughs> sounds so bad but I crack up every single time I think about like when <laughs> you came out to me um just because like when you did it literally like blew my really girl and john-
2: <laughs>
0: yes and john is like lexi i literally knew that he was gay the millisecond yeah you I know
1: met him. like i really I don't understand how back. people didn't know <laughs> like thinking about it back I don't i'm like really know. damn did i really say some of the stuff that i said like that was really gay <laughs>
0: just one of those things it's i just like, i don't know it's not that i was blind to the fact of it i mean we have two gay cousins in the family right. besides you so you're and it's just like it's just one of those things i just didn't really expect and, it blew my
1: dad's mind too like he was like what, what 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 i'm like what do you mean what i fuck you. watch rupaul's drag race what do you mean what dad i don't know what <laughs> i don't know how to be more
2: gay <laughs>
0: i know and i'm so proud i mean it's so hard because we live like right now especially especially when you came out we were in that um era i don't even want to call it an era but we were in that um i mean the bible Mm -hmm. says it's not okay we were in in the time of transitioning Um,
1: from so i came out in 2016 and gay marriage was legal in 2015 And so I was going through, like, I was coming out at the same time as, like, um, Kim Davis, who was, like, somebody who was from Kentucky, who was huge because she was, like, no gays need to marry, this is disgusting, blah, blah, blah. Like, literally, like, that was the time that I was coming out through. And so, like, going through all of that and, like, reading social media posts, it almost kind of, like, threw me back in, but I had to keep going. Because like we were reading like I would be on right. Facebook and it was just like God hates fags. nobody wants your fags are not welcome into heaven and it's like I, I just am trying to live my life. y'all y'all been worried about yourself.
0: Right. right. and it's one of those things like I am a Christian, I do read my Bible. I do know what the Bible says, but at the same time, I'm not going to turn my back mm-hmm. on you. Like, you, like, I need to support you. Granted, yeah, that's probably turning my back on Jesus, but at the same time, I'm just so torn. Like, I grew up completely different than what most Christians did. Like, the most Christians grew up to the book of books of the Bible and to exactly what the Bible says, whereas we really didn't study the Bible. We really weren't taught the Bible. We weren't taught any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just hard when I... You know, I kind of get—I'm gonna use the word—and <laughs> my my teens would get a kick out of it at youth group, but I would get like oh gosh, yeah, for for like being okay right. with it, and it's just one of those things where like it's mm-hmm. not my life, it's not ruining my life, it's not mm-hmm. doing anything to my life. It's not making me lose sleep and so on and so forth. It's just one of those things. And like I said, I'm always going to support you because you know what? At the end of the day, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that is something that you're going to have to put up with when you like when you go to heaven. Because I believe even though most people probably wouldn't that even Mm -hmm. though you are gay, if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you're going to go to heaven and you get to have Mm -hmm. a conversation with him. And that's just where I'm at because you know what? I'm literally going to like beat myself up for saying this because you're going to make so much fun of me. But I am on TikTok. Girl, me
2: too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't. It's stupid addicting. But there is a thread. It's hashtag God is good. And there was a story that I wish I would have saved. But it was a he was a gay guy giving his testimony and how that even though he is gay he still loves Jesus Christ and that he cannot wait to meet him and that is like that is so unbelievably mm-hmm. beautiful to me like I know people are probably going to listen to this and be like nope that's not right. how it's happening but that but I also that's also
1: leading with the fact that you. being gay is considered a choice because thinking about it like mm-hmm. who would choose to be ridiculed and hated by a majority of the population exactly. because like for myself right, like exactly. when i was in high school and or whenever i came out yeah 100 percent. if i could take a pill and change who i was instantly i would i would have done that years ago to be straight like i still go through the days sometimes where i'm like sitting there like oh man this would be so much easier life would be so much easier if I had the opportunity to change myself now, hell no, hell no, because it sculpted me, it made me who i who I am. It was like a diamond in the rough, like I literally could not even imagine what life would be like if I wasn't, and it's a part of the a part of me doesn't even want to think about it because trying to be it set me in a depression, like a major depression, so I just love to tell people like what happens between me and anybody else. It stays between me and anybody else. And yeah, sure. If you don't, if you believe in Jesus and whatnot, like, yeah, sure. I'll take it up with him one day and I'll gladly ask him, why, why, why did I have to be different? Because he would know out of everybody if being gay was a choice. And then I think that he would be able to provide me with a really solid answer of why I was chosen. And that's just my philosophy on right.
0: things, right? And that's what I don't know. That's what, like, when some people bring it up, I'm like, you don't. Some people do choose to do it just to be with the, with the craze and all that, but right. some people don't like. It's one of those things. I guess I'm just more open minded than some people that I know. And that's totally whatever. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, come on, just cut them some slack. Like I get that you don't agree with it. But what is it doing to your life? Literally? What is it doing? Is it keeping you up at night? Because if so, let it rest because it's not your problem. It's not your child. I mean, I don't know. I just can't get any more blunt than that. I just, that is just how I am. And I, I don't, I don't really hate that. I'm like that. But some days I'm like, man, I'm, I just hate how I think so differently than everybody. But I think it's just because I'm s- literally just so right. open-minded.
2: Absolutely.
0: Like I'm, I'm so open-minded to a lot of things. And I just, I don't know. I think that gets me into a lot of You're trouble most of the time, but okay, Let's go back to that text message. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up quick. Just because you were like, yes, sir. Where is it at? Okay. Okay. So it says, my attitude attitude came from pain and betrayal. And I, I wasn't always like this. Um So how do you thoughts. take that? I want to know My attitude
1: thoughts. came from pain and betrayal. I wasn't always like this. My attitude came from pain and betrayal. Yes. Um, so my pain, um, it stems from probably something that you could almost relate to, maybe, but my pain and my attitude came from. For me, it was the lack of having my father around as much as I wanted him to be. And so, like, for that, and a lot of people don't realize that. Like, a lot of people, like, grandma and whatnot, they don't realize that things like that really do take a toll on a child. And so my attitude... came from pain and betrayal is because there was a lot of false promises when I was younger and it really made me have to develop a thick skin and it made me have to develop the ability to put my foot down when I see bullshit I'm going to call bullshit and so that's where I think that I get most of my attitude is from just heartache of that plus dealing with the gay thing like being constantly ridiculed and also constantly let down like yeah i'm going to develop a thick skin and then when i come back swinging people are going to be very shocked and the, and and people have been people have been extraordinarily shocked whenever i come back with clapbacks and you know all of those things so right
0: i mean we both kind of had a Weird. really yeah crappy Um, childhood I mean we were both so both of us came from um, Mm -hmm. teen pregnancies your dad being younger than my mom when she had me
2: Mm -hmm. your dad was
0: 16 right so so it's just one of those things and then both of our moms did the single parent thing for a while Um, so we were both in split homes and that takes a toll on a child even though people think it's the best of both worlds because you have two parents and you get to do two different things and you get to get twice as much as this stuff and blah but (laughs) you don't like it's really traumatic and it's really the the disagreements and the arguing and the this and the that that just you you hear one parent banter about the other parent, and vice versa. I mean, granted, I don't really remember my mom and dad doing that a whole lot, but I do remember like your mom, and dad. Kind of doing
2: mm, I that a see. Oh, me too.
0: Um, and as far as like betrayal, like I don't know. I just felt like looking back as a kid, I literally remember. I just told my boss this the other day that, um. I remember grandma and grandma, and mom and myself in a lawyer's mm-hmm. office, and the lawyer asked me, do you want to live with your mom or do you want to live with your dad? Um, and I said, well, I want to be with my mom, but I also want to see my dad. And like I was probably six or seven years old. Like that's really young to remember that. And that is like I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like how can you put a child through that? And that wasn't even Mom's idea. That was Grandma's. So oh, something like absolutely. That is really hard. But I don't know. I just feel like a lot of my like a lot of my attitude is just the life that I've had to live and. The things I've had to go through and the things I've had to see, it's one of those things where I just, you know, people don't like who I am because I I speak my mind. Like,
1: same, literally same. Um, I get a I get a lot of slack for that too because I'm, I say what I, I say what I think, and if people don't like what I think, it, I'm sorry, but like, if you're gonna say something to offend or hurt somebody and I speak up for it, you know, you you got to, you got to be a bigger person. You got to, you always got to protect the other people. And so like, that was what I kind of did with myself and starting to protect myself from allowing people to um, cause me pain and cause me ridicule and cause me sorrow. And like a lot of it does stem from, you know, false promises from my father And we have a perfect, like we have a pretty great relationship now. Like we talk all the time, but back then, like there were a lot of false promises and he knows it. There are a lot of different things that life could have been completely different for both of us if there were just one or two actions changed by people that we needed them to.
0: Right. I don't think we had our family Mm
1: -hmm.
0: enough as we needed them. We did not have the support support that I have from. Mentally, emotionally, we didn't have it. They did not give us an ounce of any of that because I'm going to get a little heated here for a second just because it popped into my mind. So after mom died, I remember literally like after graduating and stuff, I just laid on the couch and did nothing. Because I was so done. Like, I was depressed. I didn't want anything to do with life. I didn't even want to move on in life. But here I was just chugging along, trying to figure things out. And all grandma and grandpa could come back is that you're lazy. You need to go get a job. No, I'm depressed as heck. And I need you guys to pull me right. and out of this. But I did not. I didn't get that and I think that's why I struggle really bad really with my depression now because it's just one of those things like depression is huge and I'm so happy that it's it's not getting the attention that it really needs but it is at the same time because back then nine years ago I there was. You knew what depression was, but you weren't, like, really educated on it because it wasn't a thing.
1: We didn't start talking about depression, really, until, what, 2000 and shit, later, very, a long time ago, or or very recently, I should say. Like, it wasn't.
0: I want to say maybe, like, 2018-ish is about when it really started skyrocketing, and that makes me so happy. Because someone who does deal with depression and anxiety and PTSD because of losing mom and all of that, like now postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, I mean, thankfully I'm like, I'm feeling much better after I got my birth control taken out, but it's still one of those things that it just did not get enough recognition and it it's yep. needed it for a very long time. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't know. I just wish there was. I wish sometimes that I could go back in life and change a lot of things. Um, but clearly I don't have that power, and that's never gonna happen. So, I don't know. it is hard. It's just really hard. It's really hard through what we've been through and i know there's worse cases out there there's worse things going on than what we have but it's just it's the life that we lived and now that we're older and able to change things and for me change things for my children like i don't ever want them to go through any of what i went through because it has damaged me so bad like i'm so ungodly damaged it's not even funny like, there are days where I'm like, Why? what's what <laughs> right. purpose? Why? Why? I mean, I had such a crappy life, and I'm trying to give the best life I can to my children. But at the same time, I feel like I'm just failing time and time again, because that's all I ever knew was failure. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. It's just hard. And I, like I said, I pray to God that my children never have to go through what half of what I've been through. Like so far, they're like Compar- comparative, yeah. Brand, <laughs> right? But I think um, if there's anything else you want to say, go ahead and chime in. But other than that, I think we're we've covered more, pretty much yeah. everything. Yes, and we have more.
1: <laughs> I think I'm good. I think we hit everything that I wanted to talk about and that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It was kind of like a a piece of mind, like a closure kind of thing. The things that we, it was kind of like putting the final puzzle pieces on everything, if you know what I mean.
0: Right, and I really hope that if our family like listens back to this, that they're not like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are so dramatic." But I hope it like sets the tone and makes them realize, like, this is why we are the way that we are because of you guys, like. Because you guys were not there for us, we had to build yeah.
1: our own. No, we had
0: to. <laughs> I guess it's a really poor reference considering.
1: Because of the lack of presence in our, in our beings.
0: Lack of presence support. We didn't have the support that we truly needed. But in hindsight,
1: um, I think the the best part, think, you know, that like, came from it is. We got to develop our own relationship and mold it into what we wanted it to, and I think that's the reason why we are so close, right. is because we just don't care what our family has to say or think. Like we literally can walk into our grandma's house and not give two shits with what happens because we know as long as we're both there, we'll have each other's right. back. <laughs> and thin yeah,
0: yeah. Like, well,
1: like, if if shit gets crazy, out, we're dipping like, dipping hey. Out, Um, Actually,
2: I'm I'm leaving. (laughs)
0: I'm done. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm hoping that, like I said, I hope that our family listens to this and gets something out of it. But then I also hope that my other listeners, I looked on my app and I had had 46 listeners. And that's fantastic. Like, I was thinking maybe like 10. But I'm totally blown out of the water as to how many people have truly listened. And I don't want, like, my future listeners to, like, be um, – what's the word? Right. Disgruntled, maybe? I don't even think that's the word I want to use. But I don't want them to, like, have – set the tone like this is how they're always going to be like it's just going to kind of be bashing and whatnot because that's not really what i wanted to do because um, i really try and keep that out of my life as much as i can but if i mean I, we got our story out enough that i think people should understand why
2: mm-hmm.
0: we just explained things the way that we did um but moving forward after this i'm hoping to start having people on that are um self-employed so that they started their own business so I have a couple in the Elmore area that I want to hit uh, hit up and have them tell me their stories and like anything that they've had to go through just to get them there what made them start kind of thing um so I hope like this doesn't set a pace or tone for them but at the same time like I think this just really needed to get mm-hmm. I we both needed this off of our chest so and this is literally the only way I think we could do it, because no. our family is not going to listen to us. Um, and because this is recorded, I can just send them the link and be like, "Listen to this," because this is why Aaron <laughs> and I. Do it we'll together. get ready to cause
1: some drama, no, I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> Save that drama for your llama. <laughs> So I am really excited though, because I do have a guest that I'm gonna um, have on hopefully I, soon. Um, I do want to just end the podcast with this, just so I can get my listeners um, excited for the. Uh, I'm not. I don't
1: know what's you're wrong. You're
0: on your phone. Put your phone down. I'm. <laughs> I'm, going, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't know. Bouncing back. I can hear it. <laughs> it's okay. Um. But my hopeful next guest, if not next guest, he is a NASCAR driver. He's 23 years old. Um, he upped his life from Florida to North Carolina to the NASCAR hub, which I think is super awesome. i only reached out to him because I had a couple of my youth group kids say that they wanted to listen to, they want to hear more of like what their purpose in life is and kind of like, they want motivation, um, and that's really why I want to start talking to people like around the area that have their own businesses, because I think it'd be really cool for them. I have a really rough group, and I love them dearly. Um, I pour a lot mm-hmm. of time and energy into them. They kind of suck the life out of me, but I love them to pieces. Um, but I really just want them to realize that they they do have a purpose in life, and once graduate, like once they graduate high school, like they have so many things that they can do in their life yeah. and with their life that it can be life changing. Um, like I said, the guy that I'm going to have on, I don't think it's going to be maybe the next podcast after this, maybe in a couple weeks. But I'm really excited I to would do be that.
1: Stoked to
2: do that. I'm yes. really
0: excited to do this podcast. <laughs> 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 so, but okay, I'm going to go ahead and sign off i just sounded a little canadian there (laughs) i've been listening to a podcast they're out of minnesota and they just have like such strong canadian accents well the wife does and i can't i can't sometimes with it i just start picking it up um but i really appreciate you coming on bub and supporting this little dream of mine and i hope that moving forward, you'll continue to listen to everyone that I have on and maybe get stuff out for yourself out of them because you're kind of a, oh, you're, a sure. you're a dream chaser. Yes. As thank well, you for so. having me
1: though. I'm happy I get to be your first but, guest.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I am too, because I would want, <laughs> I would really, I really <laughs> wouldn't want it to be with anybody else only because it was so very frustrating. frustrating. <laughs> And the, yes oh, we did it but i got it i figured it out so all right and i just want to end with thanks everyone for listening to off the podcast if you have any questions or concerns just please email me at off the cactus at gmail.com and everyone have a good day or night depending <laughs> Thank on how i decided to post this so <laughs>
1: talk to you later sis all right
0: Bye. thanks bub we'll talk to you later